0: Welcome to the 200th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. And we've done so for, now, 200 episodes! If we are playing it, we will be talking about it. Today, we are recording this momentous episode on October 8th, 2020. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com. And fifty percent is her show with me. Is the guy who is a friend to small dogs everywhere, Carlos Rodella. And hey, it's two hundred. Boom, boom, boom. Sound, boom, boom, sound effects boom. that we will insert in post production. Boom. Swish, we won't add anything bang. in post
1: production. It to takes too much time. Boom. Oh, then we're stuck
0: with what we've got now. Mouth noises. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Yeah, boom. Uh, yeah. yeah, I
1: like small dogs. I really do. So you cool. got that one right. They like you too. Yeah, I know. They always come up to me and they're like, what's up, Carl? So I'm like, I don't know. I like you. And you're like, I like you back. Uh, 200 (laughs) episodes is crazy. I wasn't here for all of them,
0: but I was here for a bunch. You were here for exactly half, bro. Dude, that's crazy amount of. You were here for literally half of the run of this show. So you may still think of yourself as like the new guy, but you're not the new guy anymore, dude. You have got just as much under your belt as Corey did when he left. So now you guys are exactly equal.
1: Well, there is no equal. Corey's a special person but Aww, so but sweet. but uh, yeah I'm just uh, baffled and surprised and happy that we've made it this far and I want to just kind of look back at what we've done and this whole podcast experience has been awesome uh, and I thought we'd just talk about a couple of little memories
0: yeah that's great yeah so folks as Carlos just suggested, we're still going to talk about games and you're still going to get the stuff that you love for sure. But this is a slightly different episode. We're going uh, off script and doing something special to celebrate 200. We had a lot of suggestions from the listeners about what we should do, and we are fundamentally lazy people. And so a lot of the suggestions seemed like too much work. But thank you very much for all those great ideas. If we were more energetic, uh, we probably would have done some of those. Uh, So we ended up thinking about it. And I think the idea that we ultimately came up with is kind of like the best one, not to, not to poo-poo any of the suggestions we got, but I'm really happy with where we ended up. So we will get to the games, but before that, Carlos, please tell us what is different about today's show.
1: Yeah, so uh, I mentioned memories. So in the beginning here, we're just going to go through and just talk about the show and some of our memories of, of, of being on the show and things we've kind of endured while doing a podcast. Um, and then we'll get to some games, like a regular episode, because we always play all the games. And then later in the episode, at the end, I'm going to go ahead and find weird, funny, interesting segments from past episodes and put them together. It's a clip show.
0: It's a clip show. Like every sitcom that goes on for (laughs) too long and the writers don't know what to do next, they do a clip show. We're doing a clip show. But the twist to this clip show, um, I think, and the thing that elevates it above all other clip shows, is that in addition to the clips uh, that you will hear from our highs and our lows and even some of our mediums, is that we... Really want to know more about you, and in fact, this was kind of kicked off by again another shout out to the Killmaster, Killmaster. who Killmaster, uh, Greg Killmaster. We talked uh, at length about him on the last episode. Love that guy, um, and that was kind of what got us thinking on this uh, on this track. Where we love doing the show, uh, doing the show is great. I love being here. Carlos loves being here. I love talking to Carlos. I assume he loves talking to me. If not, he hides it well. <laughs> but really, the point of it is that we wanted to get to know more about you, the listeners who tune in every week. Who, who are there, who are our audience, who give us the comments and feedback. And so I think one thing that we would really like to do is maybe ask you, instead of us talking about us for episode 200, let's talk about you, the audience for episode 200. Um, I guess if you wanna to write to us, tell us about yourself, tell us your name, tell us about you know why you listen to the show, tell us about the games you love, if you have a favorite moment of the show, anything like that. And we just wanna to get to know you guys a little bit better. We know a few of you who have written in emails and that's great. Uh, we know some of you from Twitter uh, when you uh, send us messages or responses to the show or something. That's all. That's also awesome. But I feel like there's more of you out there. And I feel like the people that we already know have more stories to tell. So if you guys and girls and people of other genders uh, would like to send us a message and just, you know, let us know a little bit about yourself, we'll go through those and read them off uh, on the show as we get them. And I think that maybe for, you know, the next hundred episodes, we will kind of get to know you get to know you a little better
1: yeah yeah i like that basically it's um hey here's why uh you know our memories of doing the podcast and here's why we love doing it here's some memories from us doing it in the clip show part of it but also you all have been here at the same time (laughs) because if you didn't i don't know we'd be just talking to ourselves which is fine but you are here as well and we want to learn about you as well so definitely send us information also send us um We're talking about this pre podcast. Send us any time that we mentioned a game that we liked and then you got it and you were like, Yeah, I do like it. Or the vice
0: versa, we were like, This game's awesome, and you got it, and you're like, This is terrible. (laughs) Totally. I that that is the thing I want to know the most. Like, I want to know I want to hear about your personal lives, I want to know where you're living, all that good stuff. Tell us who you are. We're gonna go through that. But I also really want to know, just like you said, Carlos, I want to know like what was the recommendation that really was a home run for you listeners? And which recommendations were we totally off base for you? I, I want to know how we're doing. So let us know about that. If there's if we made you waste 20 bucks, I want to hear about it. Or if we convinced you to get your new favorite game, I want to hear about that too. What was
1: a game that I... I'm trying to think of a game that I totally loved and recommended and you were like, that's a piece of garbage on fire.
0: Oh, God. I mean, there's probably many. There's probably many like <laughs> I that.
1: Know. <laughs> I know. Well, that would be a good example for someone to, yes, to find exactly. one You know that we've disagreed on essentially. But yeah, the podcast itself just kind of really quickly, like it's 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 been a you know a nice little thing to rely on you know for me specifically, and I I think Brad uh, I speak for you as well, where the world is chaos, the world was crazy all the time, it's even more crazy now, but when I started up with you on this podcast, it was less crazy, but life in general is pretty crazy, and you know you get your ups and downs. But it's been also very, very cool to have this podcast to rely on. So whether you're out there saying that same thing back to us, that'd be great. I'm saying it myself and to Brad that it's been great to have this to, yeah, just separate myself from all the stuff that's going on in my life, whether it be good or bad, lots of times bad, and just talk about video games and lose yourself in, you know, this discussion about something that we love.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I agree with all that uh, you said. And I think the thing that really drives me forward with this, I mean, number one, I mean, I like talking about games. I mean, obviously, I've spent my basically my entire life in video games one way or another. Uh, But the thing that I really like about doing the show, and especially doing it with you, especially now, is that yeah, the world is on fucking fire. Like we are living that meme where the dog is sitting there and people, you know, he's saying it's fine. And there's just like flames all around. And You know, I've had so many people like on Twitter or through email or through DMs or something and say, hey, you know, I'm really glad that you got the show going because that is like what I use as my escape when I'm feeling stressed out, um, when I'm feeling bad about something. I mean, you know, we've had a lot of people say that we fill that role for them, which is great because I feel like in some small way, like we are doing something positive for humanity. Like we're trying to put some positive energy out there. There's a lot of things to be scared about. There's a lot of things to be mad about. There's a lot of things to be worried about. But, you know, if us doing this show, you know, once or twice a week or whatever brings you some peace and solace for an hour, and 90 minutes, maybe even two hours if we're feeling frisky that week, you know, if that takes you away and just, like, just soothes your mind for a minute, maybe gets you to laugh a couple times, maybe gets you to play a game you might not have played otherwise, and that game brings you some joy, well, I feel like that's a net positive, right? Because there's so much bad in the world right now like people got to be doing something positive to counteract that and you know like it's a big problem like there's only so much impact one or two people can do you know i mean and so if this reaches a hundred five hundred a thousand ten thousand people and they even get some small enjoyment out of it i feel like that is absolutely worth doing right totally
1: yeah and i mean think like again it does that for us as well right so it gets us out of whatever headspace we were in and we can go talk about games and then we can go play those games because obviously you all know that we play all the games and we uh, lose ourselves in those as well. But I thought was another interesting thing is the different times and, and ways we've done the show and the different moods we've been in and different delivery, because there's one show where I just like fucked up the whole show. Like I just couldn't you say didn't do words. That bad. I remember that. I remember you felt really bad, but I, didn't I couldn't say any words. Right. And it just felt awful the whole time. And I just was like, I'm, I'm quitting. Um, and then there's times that we're both tired, you know, or we do it weird times. We record at weird times. Um, remember the time when uh, really recently it was just smoke outside? And oh, yeah. I couldn't open the windows and I couldn't turn the air conditioner on because it was going to bring in smoke. And so I just basically sat there and sweated <laughs> while we did like a podcast <laughs> for two hours.
0: Yes, you were like liquid version of Carlos as we were recording that. Yeah, I mean, we try we try to, you know, the show must go on no matter what's going on outside. And I remember that week. That was a hellish week. And there's plenty of times when, you know, I don't talk about my other gig all that much on the show. But, I, you know, I, I try to do some side gigs to help uh, support my family uh, that are not game related. And, you know, sometimes I go out in the middle of the night to do these weird gigs. And like, I can remember doing a show where I had been out until like maybe five o'clock uh, in the morning the night before and doing a show with you, I was like, You better carry me, bro, because I don't think I can even uh, talk about anything coherently for five minutes, let alone an hour. And we pull it together somehow. So, yeah,
1: we always pull it together somehow. So that's that's it's cool. Um, And again, in a pandemic podcast, we we got it. We got it. We'll still podcast. Um, Yeah, there we go. So um, one more thing about that. Uh, I also like and I want to just call this out for something that I like that we do on the podcast and hopefully okay. our listeners like as well, but we also bring real life into it as we just talked about, Oh yeah. uh, pandemic elections, uh, you know, th- people that are mean on Twitter, like people are, that are, um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, just people that are like, like, you know, bullies, all that kind of stuff. We'll just call things out as we see them and we'll bring real world stuff in because it's affecting us and we're not like. I think someone said that recently on Twitter or something to me about how they liked how transparent we were. Um, And I like that as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, we are who we are. Like, if you hear us on this show, these are not characters that we're putting on to the show. I mean, we are as boring and annoying and as weird as we sound on the show in real (laughs) life. Boring? Come on. (laughs) So what you hear is what you get. I mean, if you ever meet me, I mean, I was was just going to say, if you meet me at PAX, well, hold on. Uh I guess we got to get rid of coronavirus first. But if it ever goes away... And you ever meet me in PAX and catch me on the floor, like you will have a conversation that sounds exactly like I'm doing on this podcast. So yep. I don't know if that's a good thing, but <laughs> who we are is who we are. Yeah.
1: By the way, there will be a PAX again. We will get through this. I want to be the optimistic one.
0: Let's good hope, dude. Ahead. Let's hope. Absolutely.
1: Um, okay. So we're going to talk some games now. And then remember, at the end of this episode, we are going to put clips. Well, I'm going to go find clips. Of some funny moments from our past shows, so after don't, the credits
0: roll, right? We're gonna do the, the whole credits closing credit. So keep listening after the show.
1: Keep listening. Uh, and Remember to send us all the information about you. We want to know who you are. Uh, again, if you found a game that you liked or didn't like that we recommended, please tell us. And then we want to give you a shout out. So maybe even starting next episode, we'll start doing that.
0: Yeah, just anything. Just let us know who you are. We want to reach. We might get in touch with you. We want to. We want to know who's listening to us because. You know, uh, like when I like when I listen to other podcasts, I don't know about you, Carlos, but I listen to when I have time, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, And when I listen to those podcasts, I start to feel like I know those people, even though I don't really know those people. Right. So like like, for example, I love the guys over um, at the Duck Feed Network, Gary and Cole listen to their shows. They do a ton of shows Um, and I listen to their stuff all the time, especially when they're doing all the Dark Souls stuff. And when I finally met him, it was the fucking weirdest thing because I had listened to like hundreds of hours of them talking in my ear, in the car with me when I'm at home late at night, Gary and Kohler in the room with me. And when I met them in person, it's like, I actually don't know you because I've never met you. And yet I have hundreds of hours of conversations with you in my head. It's the weirdest thing. Right. And I think the only way to kind of turn that around, they were really nice guys, by the way. Uh, the only way to turn that around is for us to get to know you guys a little bit. So let, let us know who you are. We want to know. We don't want this to be all like a one-way street. We want it to be like kind of a two-way street. Yeah, totally. So right.
1: let's talk about some video games.
0: Let's talk about video games into the main content of the show. Carlos, let's start with you. Um, we'll just do a couple quickie things up here at the top of the show. You talked about Genshin Impact last week. You kind of sold me on it and i didn't have time for it right now because i'm like neck deep in like three review games but i did download it and i had my son download it mm. and he loves it so Ooh. you definitely won him over that was a good recommendation i'm going to turn my wife on to it once she is done with what she's doing so we're all here going to take your advice and play against impact mm. but now is the time that we need to hear from you how's it been going
1: I'm down the rabbit hole, man. Oh shit! I am in like Flynn, which I don't know if that's a saying. That is, um, and that is a very
0: old saying, but yes, that is correct <laughs> saying.
1: Man, oh man, yeah, this they got me. I mean, it's a, called a gotcha game for a reason. Uh, they got you. I see ya. what you did there. I see yeah. what you did there. But um, I haven't spent any money yet, which is great. This is this game. It's a free to play action RPG. It looks like Breath of the Wild. We talked about it before. It's, I think, better. That sounds like blasphemy, but mm, I'm really... Breath in- of the Wild
0: is not perfect, dude. I think there can be a better game.
1: Okay, it's just really, really fun to play, and it looks like Breath of the Wild, and it has climbing. On You can climb anything as long as you have stamina. So it very much feels like that. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Do your weapons break in Genshin Impact? They do not. Oh, it's already a better game. Sold. Yeah. Already a better game.
1: Because all the, all the weapons and the artifacts in the game, artifacts are your armor, Essentially, are you know like a lot of the gotcha games where you just find resources to upgrade those set items, and maybe you'll switch out to a different weapon here and there, but most of the time you'll find one weapon you like and you'll just spend all the resources on upgrading it.
0: You know, you know, Carlos, uh, I it, it occurs to me that there may be people out there who don't know what gotcha games are. Do you want to explain really quickly what those are?
1: Oh, right. I mean, a lot of times they're on mobile, and they are games where you essentially. You get a free to play game, and it can be lots of different types of games. Lots of times, they are RPGs, but they can be lots of different uh, genres. And essentially, have a bunch of characters that you're going to want to collect and things that you want to get. Uh, gotcha. You want to gotcha? Yeah. No, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Um, And you want to get those things, but at the same time, the game is free, so it lets you get in there, level up your characters uh whatever the, again genre that might be lots of times it's rpg and you at some point have some sort of currency whether it be stamina or whatever some powder magic powder whatever it is crystals you run out usually and then that's where they got you and you might have to uh spend more money to get, to refill your energy so you can keep playing the game now oh, shitty, yeah. shitty ones do that ba- really badly and you know, very much after you start the game, it's not very long before you have to like spend spend money or just put the game down, which sucks. Right. Because sometimes like a cooldown like,
0: oh, come back tomorrow unless you want to pay five more dollars. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that's a shitty way to do it. Also, the other way to do it, uh, which is sort of shitty, is they won't do that, but they will put the paywall up for getting new characters. Because if you want to get a new character, then you're going to have to like grind a lot or spend money. So I think Engine Impact does a really good job of you don't ever have to spend money, ever. They have a lot of story missions that are with full cutscenes and full cinematics, and it feels like, you know, Breath of the Wild. Like it's not like, oh, just a really quick pop-up screen and then go do grinding for twelve hours. It's like a real game. It feels like the story quests are really, really good. Now they are gated at levels. So there are some levels that pop up in the storylines where like it's if you're not a adventure uh, rank, it's what it's called, adventure rank, a certain level, then you can't do the these story missions. But there's usually like 18 other things to do at all times. And some of those are also story missions. So, you know how so, you have side quests in RPGs, yeah, right? Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So there's like a mu- a bunch of those. That have real characters and real dialogue and stuff to do, so it's not just like grind, grind, grind. Now you can also grind, 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 and that is addictive. And they've whatever they've done, they've put drugs inside it because it's super addictive. Um, and I mean, when I said I'm down the rabbit hole, Brad, I'm watching all the YouTube videos. I'm that far down.
0: Like, what do you? What? So I guess with a Zelda game in mind, like how? Like okay, so I got many questions, many questions here. So number one. So you say you haven't hit the paywall yet. There's tons of stuff to do. So that sounds really positive. But like, what are you watching videos for? Like, are you trying to like learn how to get free characters? Are you learning? Like, what is, what do you need? What do you need to look up a video for?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, it depends on how long we want to do this. But um, what's great about this game, it it has that, like, again, that gotcha game mentality where you have to grind for stuff. And if you're having a fun enough time in whatever gotcha game you're playing, you'll want to keep doing it because the gameplay, moment-to-moment gameplay is fun. And in this game, that is so true like hitting and doing combat and and all you know how i like the roll it's now it's a slide it's got but, a good dodge oh dodge slide okay. dodge slide yeah but it's it feels really good and you're really working together with all the different characters you have and switching between them to do these different kind of elemental effects and so what i'm watching the videos for is the gameplay is so fun that i want to learn different ways to do that combat so if you have fish for example this one girl she has this electricity and if you pair that together with the um, some fire thing then it does duck double damage and it's kind of fun to see the different combos because people about there on youtube have done everything right they've already tried all the different combos they've done a lot of stuff so that as well as the map is huge like huge and so people have actually already mapped it out and right now my bookmarks in Google Chrome that I have minimized is a map of Gens- <laughs> Genshin impact and it has all the different like resources and where you can go get them. Uh,
0: so okay, then it's okay. like, makes
1: it even more fun. Cause it's like, um, it's a little quest thing that you can do again, the world's crazy outside, go into Genshin impact. And I can, now I can know where all the chests are and different things I can go find. So I don't feel like they're like trying to screw me. There are things that you can do. They're called wishes. Where you do have to spend in-game currency to get new characters and things like that, but um, you never have to spend money. You get all that stuff in-game, but you have a very low chance of getting them, right? So that's where they kind of could get you. If you want to get some certain characters to play or some certain weapons, um, you might have to you know, do this kind of roulette system that they got. Right, yeah. right.
0: That's a big hook to the gacha games. You know, I've, I've played many of them, not forever very long, uh, except for Marvel Puzzle Quest, which does have a gacha element, although they're very generous with it. I, I feel like I don't really ever get taken advantage of with that game, which is probably why I've stayed in. But uh, yeah, so like if you want a new character, if you want a new weapon, you, you don't just buy it, right? Like you've got to like kind of like do a slot machine. Slot machine, yeah. Or yeah, uh, yeah just kind of gamble and hope that you get the one you want. And I guess maybe the hook is if you don't get the one you want, that you're going to be tempted to put in a couple more bucks and then hopefully try a, new, a few more pulls at the slot machine and hopefully get the thing you actually want.
1: But here, let me let me tell you why, and anybody listening, why it's different and why I'm so, such a champion for it um, is because I got one of my favorite uh, characters is Noelle, and I got her early. She's kind of like a tank character. And I got her randomly, again, through one of those early pulls. Like I didn't try or spend money, but it just I just happened to get her. But almost all the characters, pretty much all of them, you could use and you can level up all of them in the same variety and way. I think they're interchangeable enough that you're not going to be like, well, you know what the best character I've got to go like pay for, right? It's like all of them have their own cool, unique things. So for me, I'm actually using Noel and I'm watching all the YouTube videos. Not many people are using her, but she works really well for my party. And, and that, again, I can talk about this on length, as you can tell, but the party is really interesting because in the beginning, I didn't like the idea where you had to switch between characters all the time. But now I do because certain characters have um, effects that last even after you switch them out. So say someone puts down a bunch of electricity and then you switch her out, you come back to another character who has fire, the electricity is still there on the ground.
0: So okay, like so you can like kind of build up, like, layer effects on the screen. Layer right? effects,
1: yeah. And, and then, again, what I'm bringing that up is you could do that with any character. So you don't really need to pull, like, the, like the best character. It's just, like, which ones you want to use. The game's fucking great. Um, and we'll say two more things about it. One, there is one bullshit thing, and so be ready for it. But okay. in the story campaign, at some point, one of the big points is you fight a big monster. And like a big boss kind of character. And they switch the game mechanics up on you.
0: I think I saw my son play this part. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. And
1: I, you know how both of us hate that. Where you get really good at a game and they go, guess what? It's a totally different game now. Do this. Um, They make it a shooter. And you've got to do a shooter and it sucks and it's not fun. And I don't know why they put it in there.
0: (laughs) I mean, if they... If they work it in in a good way, I'm, I'm fine with games having more than one mechanic, but I really dislike that surprise. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, yeah, hey. gotcha. There you go. No, no, it, gotcha.
1: it doesn't come back ever, ever again. Or maybe it does at the very last act, but it, it's too seldom to come back. It's really stupid. Weird that they put it in there. Yeah, I hated it. And, it. and I died a bunch of times doing it when I was like pretty powerful. So that's stupid. The last thing I'll say about it, and we'll move on, I just recently got a new TV. I finally bit the bullet. Oh, and, nice. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I got the 4K. I got the HDR. oh shit. You went all the way.
0: Oh, you got the you got the big, I got big the HDMI okay. two
1: point one. I got the thing ready for PS Five.
0: Nice. Okay. So uh, what what brand did you get? Oh, I got Samsung because I have a
1: Samsung phone and I, okay. I've been looking at it for a long time. Got the eighty QT. So it's a QLED. Um, affordable. These are like under a thousand. Most of them are under a thousand. I know that's still a lot of money, but Back in the day, my TV cost like $800 and it's like a 1080p normal TV. So now most of the 4K TVs are between this 600 mark, like 600 up to a thousand and a little past that if you want to go nuts. Um, and it's an investment. I do this for work. Um, I do this for this podcast. So I got it and I bring it up because we'll talk about the TV later in another episode but this game looks fucking gorgeous. I mean, someone said it in a YouTube video. I don't know what wizardry they're doing, but this is an online game. Like, you know what I mean? This is an online game. It should be breaking, like frame rate should be shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the graphics should like look pixelated sometimes because of buffering. It looks like um, Breath of the Wild all the time. And it's fucking gorgeous. And the rain and the weather and stuff, it's amazing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a Chinese game, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's the company. I, I forgot what, co- I didn't look it up. What's
0: yeah, it? I believe it's a Chinese game. So maybe, you know, maybe they've got some really like amazing programmers over there that we just don't see the work from that often because maybe those games don't cross the water, but maybe this oh, is the beginning of something idea. else. You know, maybe we're going to start getting exposed to a whole new style of development, whole new skill set, whole new uh, talents that maybe we have not seen before.
1: Yeah, it's M I H O Y O MiHoYo. Hoyo yeah i've never heard of them before this yeah so whatever they're doing over there got the magic going bring it over um so yeah anyways genshin impact i love it i'm glad you guys are on board um and yeah again you for your family and for everybody else listening you don't have to spend money ever
0: excellent excellent all right that is genshin impact i'm sure we will uh, talk about it at least one more time oh my goodness um, <laughs> probably four more times i found the <laughs> rabbit hole brad all right. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, let me take over for just a minute here. I got a couple of quickie things. Um, one, I wanted to circle back to a game that you brought up a while ago in the show, Going Under. You remember talking about this uh, game before, right? I
1: sure do. I'm still playing it.
0: Yeah, you kind of sold me on this one. I was on the fence. This is a top-down, roguelike, um, kind of a beat 'em up sort of a thing. It's really bright and colorful, and the story has uh, a lot to do with startup culture. It's kind of a parody of startup culture uh i was really looking at it kind of hard because you know i'm mr roguelike i play all the roguelikes but something about this one just i just wasn't sold on the trailer right like i was kind of getting a little bit of a spidey sense tingle going on but you spoke really highly of it um the p- the person uh, at our podcast cj salcedo he is also really a big fan of this game i had mul- multiple people on twitter tell me that i needed to check it out so like all of that pushed me over the edge uh, picked it up and I put a lot of time into it and I gotta say it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good um, I did not finish it Because although I really liked a lot of this game. Um, I like the colorfulness of it I don't know that I like the graphics so much I think maybe perhaps the graphical style is not to my taste, but that's just a taste thing That's not really like a criticism um, The systems were pretty good like pretty pretty standard, but well done for the roguelike genre So that was pretty good the writing was pretty funny And I was I was in you know like I was in I was playing it every night making progress uh and and it was going pretty well but the thing that got me to put it down i don't know if you got this far carlos or not but like um you have to go through three different dungeons each one is themed after a different app one is like a linkedin app one is like a dating app and one is like uh i forget what it is Uh, anyway whatever it's like a tech theme anyway um i got through that and i figured okay well there's probably going to be one more dungeon because that's how video games work sure enough there was one more dungeon i got to that dungeon beat the boss of that i'm like okay cool i think i beat the game that was really fun had a good experience ready to walk away and they're like nope you ain't done and i'm like oh no so what they want you to do and i don't think this is much of a spoiler or if it is it should be spoiled they want you to go back through all of those dungeons again and fight a harder version of the dungeon and a harder version of the boss and do that whole thing again and i'm like dude i it's not that interesting to do the exact same thing you just did and it's just harder like that's not real fun. And I got to be honest, dude, I was kind of determined to beat it at that point. So I did finish two of the three harder version dungeons and I got to the third one and I got killed and I was just getting my ass handed to me. And I'm like, you know what? I just, I shouldn't have to be doing this. This is not fun. This is boring. There's nothing new happening here. It's just harder Yeah. and I'm just not loving this. So I bailed at that point. But if the game had ended where I thought it was going to end, I would have been really like high on it and been really positive. So what have I? Um. Yeah, so that was a real bummer. And I think that was a real bad call. I mean, honestly, I think perhaps the developers were afraid of turning out a game that was too short. And I got to say, developers, if you're listening, and I know that some of you are listening, please don't be too afraid of having a short experience. I think it's much better to leave your audience wanting more. You know, that classic phrase, leave them wanting more. Don't don't wear out the goodwill of your audience. Don't feel like you need to give somebody 20 hours when you've only really got 10 hours of content. Like, just don't extend it for no good reason. If it was a bonus, like if I had rolled credits... And they were like, oh, and BT dubs, uh, you can do these again if you want. i have been like, okay, cool. I don't want to do that, but I rolled credits, so I'm fine. We're good. But they didn't do that. Yeah. And I just, I get really frustrated when developers do that. I don't think it's a good idea. And it just, it just wasn't different enough and wasn't interesting enough to keep me going through the entire thing again.
1: I, I totally feel that. And I feel, um, I also got to that same stage and I'm in the, the, the secondary bosses Oh, yeah. And I was frustrated, too, because I did like the story and I did like how it was starting to wrap itself up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you play it, you'll notice you're like, oh, wow, some really big thing happens at the end. And you're like, this could be really cool. And like story wise, like a really nice way to wrap it up. And if it ended there, I would have been very happy. Um, so I'm with you on that. But the, the, the gameplay was fun, though, right? Like it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was totally fun. Like, I think it was fun. It was well done. I mean, I think it's a very solid roguelike action game like of the beat 'em up flavor roguelikes come in many flavors this is the beat 'em up flavor it's very well done i think it's actually even a good place for uh, for beginners if you're not experienced in the roguelike genre and you're curious about it i think this is a pretty good way to go like it's pretty clear and simple the action is fun um i think it does what it does really well and the story is pretty funny to boot i just i just <laughs> really wish it would have ended where it was supposed to end
1: yeah and it's weird because, the well, I won't spoil what the what the reason is, but the reason why it keeps going is weird, too. Yeah. Um, but I do like the story, again, like what they're trying to say about um, company oh, culture. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So. Startup culture, the, the jokes were good. I mean, everything was... I mean, I really related to a lot of that stuff because we have a lot of those startup kind of people around Seattle. I've interacted with a lot of them, and it's pretty on point. So I think, I think they do a good job. My only criticism is I think they were scared of turning out a game that was too short, and that's not something you really should be scared of. So that is going under. I probably will not talk about it again. Also want to give a really quick shout out. Um, so Carlos, you remember a while ago, I talked about, um, oh God, what was it? Sexy Gentleman. What was it called? Sexy Gentleman. Bi-
1: Business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I Max,
0: Max gentlemen, Sexy Business. I talked yes. about that a while ago. It is an adults only or potentially an adults only game uh, on Steam. There is a, a all ages version, although it still is a little bit risque. Uh, you have to download the, adults-only stuff into a patch, and I did. I uh, talked about that on the show. Ended up really liking that game a lot. I thought it was really well done. I thought the gameplay was fun. I thought the uh, sexual content was well done and in good taste. Uh, there were some LGBTQ options. Um, you know, not perfect, but I feel like they were really going for it, and I had a really good time with that. We talked about it here on the show. I actually did a written review for it, and I may have been the only person on Metacritic who reviewed that game in a formal way. Last time I looked, I was the only person out of the entire internet who reviewed that game huh. officially. Um, and so since then, I haven't really talked about this on the show, but since that, since I talked about that on the show, since I published that review, I've actually been approached by many adults-only game developers wanting me to get to cover their games, right? and Which is cool. Like I've, I'm totally down. I have nothing against adults-only games. I think there should be more of them as long as they're played by people who are of age and if, if the, the content is appropriate and all that stuff. Um, and so I don't really talk about them a lot, but I got a very nice uh, message and a very nice email from a developer. I mean, I assume they're in Japan. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that their signature was like, you know, from Japan and stuff. It's called Girls, Girls, Girls. It is, They're going to have a Kickstarter pretty soon, which is why I'm bringing it up. They really wanted some help getting their Kickstarter off the ground. Uh, this is a fairly unusual one. The structure is... Uh, typical visual novel with some choices not so much a dating sim more of a visual novel where there's branches in the path and their story but the content is fairly unusual in that you are the manager of a cross-dressing girls cafe so you start the game as a guy who's taken over this cafe every girl that works there is a cross-dresser and so you have to help them get their business off the ground hijinks ensue there's a playable demo i don't know if the demo is available to everyone or if it's just available to press right now I think I played through about 20 minutes of it. Graphics are really nice. There's a really cool 3D effect on some of the sprites. I think the writing was pretty funny. Um, You know, granted, this is probably not going to be everybody's content. But if you are someone who would appreciate something like that, I just wanted to put the word out for these guys. The game is called Girls, Girls, Girls. Kickstarter launching real soon. It's also on Steam if you want to wishlist it. So now you know. There you go. The announcement has been made.
1: Um, And by the way... I was going to mention this on a previous episode. I am all in on uh, let's uh, cover some more adults-only games because, <laughs> well, a fun, but b no one else does that. So literally, no one does, dude. Like, for sure, no
0: one. Yes, absolutely not. So okay,
1: so we're gonna do it. it's gonna be adults-only corner. Or wait, that's a bad title.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll figure out a we'll figure <laughs> out a clever title that is not that is not that's a really not terrible that. pun or something. Yet. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we'll do that. So. So anyway, that's it. Girls, girls, girls. It's on Steam. It's Kickstarter getting off. Cross Wrestling Cafe. If that seems like it's your bag, it needs some help getting off the ground. I think they're looking for 50,000 bucks, which honestly is not that much uh, of an ask. So there you go. Uh, Carlos, turn it back over to you. Uh, You've got a couple things. It's a Steam. The Steam. What is it? I say, its not the Steam holiday celebration, it's like the Steam Autumn Festival
1: sale. What is going
0: on? Autumn Festival? I don't know. I Steam Party Bonanza? Some kind of big thing is happening at Steam. One window. of us could
1: load up Steam and just see what it's called, but That's we're not going work. to do that. Yeah, do yeah. that. No, okay. It's Steam, and there's like like uh, fall colors, and there's like leaves, yes. and then there's a bunch of demos essentially. Like, dude, a ton. so
0: many demos! I am drowning, literally drowning in PR emails from developers who are now putting up a demo on steam for the purpose of this autumn festivus or whatever this thing is called so there's like a jillion demos that are available that were never available before and i think most of them are going away after the festival is over i'm drowning in them and one of the ones that popped up is something that you wanted to talk about tonight and i believe you brought it before say no more
1: yeah say no more i've been looking at for a long time i watched a little you know uh, Viadoc or Dev diary on it a while ago, and I was really excited because it's finally out there. The demo is there. It's really, really short, but you can get the idea of what the game is. Um, And so I was really excited to see it was there. So I played it really quickly, finished it, and uh, I have two thoughts on it. So what the game is, is uh, I think it's a one-person developer uh, slash studio, and he also does all the voices. I don't know if he's going to, for the full release, get other voices, but it's actually funny that it's just him. (laughs) uh for all the characters because you can tell he's got a very distinct accent and so it's like yeah that's him (laughs) um (laughs) but the character you play is a girl who goes and becomes an intern at a company kind of has some uh going so wait he does the girl's voice too yeah but it's all the same his voice like he doesn't try
0: to be a girl's voice he's He's just just like reading all the parts in his own regular voice
1: yeah 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 it's it's perfect Okay. It, I mean, I'll trust you. I'll trust it you. It works
0: totally. I don't know how okay. it does. It just does.
1: Okay. Um, He might be like accents it a little bit up here and there, but anywho. Um, so you play as a girl who's going as an intern and joins a couple other interns who are all going to a company and it's a comedy type game that really only has a couple different buttons that you actually hit. And you basically, the whole mechanic of the game is that it's a company where you're an intern and they want you to do things and they're really being kind of rude and they're saying, give me your lunch and do this for me and go get this. And everybody else, all the other interns are saying yes. And the game is called say no exclamation
0: point. Oh,
1: right. OK, OK, OK. are going to say I, no. I remember
0: you bringing this up on the show. But yeah. The point of it is to say no. OK, got you yeah. more yes. often. So say no more often. Right? Yes. Gotcha. OK. I'm so with you.
1: all it is is space bar to say no which is pretty easy. And so once you learn how to say no, and I won't ruin the surprise in how you learn that, that's the mechanic of the game Was you go up to somebody and they'll say, hey, can you, and you can interrupt them, just say no right away. And then when you say no, they usually go flying. Like you push their body back and they smash into their like desk. Like you're doing
0: like a little Fusro Da from something. or something.
1: You're okay. no Fusro dying. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's endlessly fun, but then you learn the mechanic of laughing at them. So you can also laugh at them, which confuses them, and then say no. So you essentially confuse them by laughing at them or clapping at them, which is really hilarious. And they're like, "But wait, I was just asking for a sandwich. Why are you laughing at me? What's what's happening? And then you go, no, and knock them through a plate glass window. It is endlessly fun. Um, The only caveat is I was hoping that it was uh, like a 3D game where I could actually control the character. Yeah and then run around and do all these no's, and you don't,
0: it's just like on rails. Oh, so you're like doing like an old time rail shooter, like like time crisis or something like that, but you're also, you're saying no instead of shooting people? Yeah, I mean, they don't like,
1: it's not just a one level and you're going down a long road or something. You're walking around the office and then there's cut scenes. So the game, you know, changes it up a bit, but it is just like five or six buttons. Like you can charge your no, You know, you could say say a cold no or or a hot no. So, like, a a cold no might be like, no. And a hot no might be like, no. Um, That's it. That's the whole game. It's just a comedy game, but it's very funny, and
0: I love it to death, and I can't wait for the full thing. Go check out the demo. It takes, like, 15 minutes or something. Say No More, and that you said is currently available on the Steam uh you know autumn extravaganza stuff, don't know what explosion yep. demo thing okay yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. um all right so that's say no more that sounds actually pretty hilarious you have one more game in your section here something i have been very very curious about i saw this game pop up a while ago i uh immediately bought it but i didn't have time to play and then uh mike susky over at uh, my site gamecritics.com reviewed it and he was pretty favorable um you know not top marks but he spoke pretty highly of it and his review really intrigued me and lo and behold, uh, he must have intrigued you as well because you have bought Inmost and have played it, correct?
1: Yes. And it's part of my, what I'm calling this month of October, Carlos's
0: creepy game reviews. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Full disclosure, folks. Carlos uh, texted me and he's like, Brad, yo, we we should each play creepy games for October and like bring this to the show. And I'm like, cool idea, bro. But I don't play scary games because I get too scared. So you're on your own. <laughs> That's a hard pass from you. I just get too frightened, man. I just, I've lost my nerve when it comes to scary games. I can't do them no more. It's just a game, Brad. That's too scary, too spooky. Okay.
1: Well, here's the thing. Um, I'm going to play one creepy game every episode for the rest of the month. I decided. Okay. All Which right. is, is a bit, it's a tall ass because we do more than four shows. We, we do a lot of shows. So, but this is my first one, and I thought it would be a good, uh, one to do. I looked at the artwork, it looks beautiful. It's a sprite based, uh, sprite-based, uh you know platformer but it's really a story based game it has feels of i don't want to say dark souls but it has parts where you can die pretty quickly whatever we call that genre i don't know it's not i don't want to call it souls anymore but you can die easily like it's okay. you know there's there's one-shot deaths in this game
0: and this is like a two it's like a 2d pixel game right like 2d, like 2D pixel, pixel platformer,
1: basically. platformer but i don't want to call it that because it's more like a puzzle game okay and essentially you play as three characters and they all have stories that are different stories, but they're somehow intertwined. And they tell you that at the end, but I haven't got to the end. Okay. So I won't spoil that. But one of the characters is a little girl. Uh, I think that's who you start as. And there's a storm outside. And this art, by the way, is beautiful.
0: What a beautiful that's pixel. That's what sold me on it, man. Those screenshots are amazing.
1: I mean, I know how hard it is to make these pixel games. I've made them. This, It's insane. Insanity. I, I was going to say Insanity it's insanity and it's <laughs> even worse than insanity it's a double dose of insanity um yeah it's so beautiful and, and you and it's creepy because it's got like you know it's raining out there's kind of like an eerie vibe going on and essentially you play as a little girl and she's kind of at home and you know what's going on and there's no one there and she's like having to do these little puzzles to figure out how to get out of a room because she's locked in there and so you could tell there's some like probably negative vibes going on And then you switch to a guy who's uh, a lot of the game is this guy where he's more platformy and puzzles. And he's somewhere where he, there's a lot of kind of creepy spirits and I don't want to say monsters kind of. And he's got to figure out puzzles, how to get around the monsters and also to just do various things. And he meets people and then switch to another character is kind of like a knight or like a, a warrior. And he can like straight up actually attack monsters and he can actually kill them with a sword. And he's got, like, a dash ability and one of those, like, um, what do they call Grappling hooks. So it's really three distinct kind of play styles. One is very timid, and she's just trying to, the girl's trying to figure out puzzles and get around. The other guy has more abilities in jumping and grabbing ledges. And the other guy can attack and actually do some combat. Um, and then it's just all got this really creepy vibe. And what the thing that brings the stories together is there's these kind of creepy monsters and there's like uh, spirits about and you don't know what's going on. And also there's beautiful uh, voice acting for a couple of the different uh, characters. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. It, it's more of a voiceover, right? Like, so it's just telling you the story and it's telling you, you remember uh, in braid, how braid had that story that was kind of parallel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it feels sure. like that. It's like, whatever they're saying, it's not, they're not narrating what's happening right now they're telling kind of another story that is, is going gotcha. to probably be, yeah. Gotcha. It is so well done. I went and played it for the first time last night uh, in bed. Headphones are required. Got to put those headphones on. I heard that,
0: yes. I heard and that was a recommendation.
1: It was like 1.30, and I was like, I got to go to bed, but I didn't want to because it is endlessly playable. The puzzles are just easy enough to figure out or just tricky enough to not figure out. You know what I mean? It's like the perfect balance. Right, right. And and yeah, to that point of not of dying, Normally, you know me I don't like games that are too too stupid, hard, but it's great for the checkpoints, like I mean almost immediately right after where you died, they put you right back, so you never are afraid of dying, and you do figure out the puzzles pretty after a few times and and I'm just so interested in the story because i I want to know what how these um, characters all come together, and it's creepy it feels creepy for creepy carlos's creepy Halloween reviews. Um, but it also feels emotional and like there's going to be like this really interesting story they're telling. Uh, highly re- recommend in most.
0: Excellent. I bought it. Like I said, I'm really, really excited. I, I This is pretty high on my got to get to it pretty soon list. Um, but like so much stuff is coming for review right now. I'm just kind of tied up. But, man, I keep looking at this and people keep telling me about it. and I really want to get to it. So thank you. Um, for covering that uh, i'm very interested to see how this turns out uh, so
1: so creepy is... but not too creepy for you
0: no, no i think i could probably handle that one that one looks like it's okay and that is in most you're playing it on the switch i assume yep on the switch in bed all right, great, with the lights great. off
1: and headphones
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right to round out the show i've got a couple of games to mention and i guess i didn't plan it this way but i guess either one of these or maybe even both could potentially qualify as as being like a halloween themed game uh even though that was not my intention first one hellpoint uh it is a souls-like 3d action game with a sci-fi setting uh this came out a while ago and i meant to get to it and i just never did uh and then i played uh oh my gosh what is it the souls game i just played like last week what was it called the one um uh, you know uh, with the parrying the parrying, with the parrying, and,
1: parrying you know. and you the, you and that you said bodies. I said hard pass. Yes. Oh mortal, Mortal Mortal
0: Mortals uh souls. Mortal Shell. Thank mortal you. Shell. Mortal Shell. Thank you. We got there. Boy, it's hard getting old, folks. Let me tell you, it's <laughs> real hard getting old. We are old.
1: both 57 years old. Oh yeah, my we god. We just turned. Yes.
0: So after I played Mortal Shell, um I was like it kind of got my soul's um cells in my brain kind of fired up again and I didn't want to replay Mortal Shell cuz I just don't do that. I don't replay like any game. But I'm like, "Oh, you know, I i'm doing this now i could i could maybe do another souls like and i know that i haven't gotten to hellpoint yet so maybe i'll fire that up i bought it like a million years ago when it came out uh so probably more like three months ago and i i i'm very mixed on this one uh so first off in the pro column i think the sci-fi setting is pretty cool the character design is really cool um i you know you don't play a lot of souls like that have a sci-fi setting there's a couple but not many and I don't think many of them are, like, really super well done, so I'm always looking for one that does something else. So I like the sci-fi, like the character design. Also, in the plus column, you can play the entire campaign co-op if you want to. I believe there is split screen, and I believe there's also online. So that was actually one of the biggest uh, selling points at the time, was I was like, oh, you know, my wife, uh, like, as well. I could probably get two copies of this, and we could play together. Uh, But first, let me buy just one to see if I like it, because if I don't like it, I'm not going to make my wife suffer through it. Right. Yeah. So I got into it and I got to say it starts real rough. Like the the beginning of the game is really poorly done. Like they don't explain the systems very well. It's really difficult. Like you're still trying to find your feet and just figure out what's going on. And I just feel like they just don't do a very good job of onboarding you. Um, So that was kind of uh, in the negative column. And beyond that, I just it just doesn't feel good, you know? Like, there was a lot of things wrong with Mortal Shell. Like, a ton of things that were wrong with Mortal Shell. But where they got it right was the combat felt awesome. Like, it felt like when you swung a big sword, like, that sword had weight. And when you hit a guy with it, he got rocked back. And, like, it really felt like you were in there doing those moves. And it all was very, like, visceral and, and in your face. In this game, it does not feel that way at all. Like, your, your character is kind of, like, squirrely. Uh, the moves... Are very slow, like like they're trying to make you think this weapon is heavy, but the impact is like nil. The sounds don't sound like heavy impacts, and none of the other animations, other than how long it takes to hit, are slow. Like it doesn't. They implement slow animation for the weapon swinging and nothing else, and it seems really weird. Like none of it holds together. Like you're not fooled by that illusion, right? Um, The guy, the enemies are pretty tough. You die pretty fast. Uh, There's also really poor um environmental design like one of the things that I think souls does really well and 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 most souls likes if they want to succeed have to do well is they have to get the level design really good they none of them ever have maps because because FromSoft didn't do it therefore no other developer who does a souls like has a map because FromSoft did it which is stupid like people please put a map in your game just put a map in your game if you're not FromSoft please put a map in your game okay because the levels in this game are very like Metallic sci-fi hallway, turn the corner, metallic sci-fi hallway. Okay. Was I just here? No, this is a different metallic sci-fi hallway. I I was going in circles and I like none of it was visually distinct enough. And that's really the trick with FromSoft, right? Like they know you don't need a map because they put so much visual landmarking in. Like, you know, oh, there's that gnarly tree. I got to go left here. Oh, here's that big pit. I got to take a right. Here's that big skull. I, you know, I go this way. Like they're very good at giving you things to visually identify. Not so in this game. Every game is like, this. this. in Hellpoint, it's like, metal hallway, uh, big obelisk, metal hallway, stairs. Like, I just was going in circles, dude. Like, I could not tell where I was going. Got really frustrating. And that, between the difficulty of the combat, the sketchiness of the combat feeling, just altogether, just wasn't feeling it. And there's a lot of systems in there. The UI is not great. So I ended up just noping out of it. But I was... I gotta be honest. I was kind of sad because I really could have gone for another Souls-like, and I was really hoping this would be the one. Um, but it is—it is not the one, and I don't think that I would even recommend it to anybody, even if you were jonesing for a Souls-like. Ooh,
1: but but don't you worry. There will be another Souls-like right around the corner, probably, I mean, probably. around probably around in hallway B. In yes. Metallic Hallway
0: B. Metallic Sci-Fi Hallway B. There is a new Souls like just waiting to kick your waiting. ass to you come around the corner. Yeah. So that is Hellpoint. Uh, disappointed. I was hoping it's going to be better than it was, but it is not great. Uh, last game I want to call it for the show is called Death Trap, The World of Van Helsing. Are you familiar oh, with the this Van game. Helsing? Uh, is Brent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with Van Helsing? Uh, oh, yeah. Series, no, I've though? played a
1: lot of the games. Like, I think I've played okay. the last two Van Helsing games because they are essentially a Diablo
0: yeah okay so okay good i'm glad you're familiar the van Helsing games come from neocore who i became acquainted with neocore through inquisitor which is a game that i absolutely love the warhammer 40k inquisitor which we talked about here on the show that is a wonderful diablo which i was like man this game is amazing i want to see what else neocore has done because if this is what they made now what have they done before uh well i found out uh we'll get to that in a future show perhaps but this is their most recent offering it's called uh van helsing the world of death no no i'm sorry death trap the world of van helsing they have i think three other van helsing games that are like you said diablo likes yeah you you have a choice of character class usually there's one that looks like a vampire hunter d sort of a like you know cloak and a big hat and he's got guns and also magic uh the one that i played had like a I don't know, like a steampunk kind of a guy. I think there was like a wizard or something. You choose one of those, and it's basically like Diablo, right? Like you just, you know, top down, isometric. You're killing a bunch of samey guys in a level picking up gear. And, you know, it's okay. I didn't play a lot of the older Van Helsing games. Um, they didn't really grab me. I think really Inquisitor was where they're strongest. But this one is kind of a left turn for the series. This one takes the active tower defense elements from the later Van Helsing games and turns it into its own... Thing so, tower active tower defense. What I mean by that is it's tower defense. Traditional tower defense has you setting up, you know, guard posts along a predetermined path. Enemies walk down the path, and you have to set up the right amount of guard posts and the right kind of guard posts in order to stop enemies from traveling on that path and ultimately getting to your base. Like, you want to kill everybody before they get to your base. What makes it active? as opposed to regular tower defense, is active tower defense games give you a character or a ship or an avatar or something where you can actually be running around on the battlefield while your towers are killing those monsters. So in case some monsters slip through your defenses, you can just run over there yourself as a character, shoot them, stab them, whatever. And it kind of helps put band-aids on places where you maybe haven't shored up your defenses enough. So I don't really like tower defense, but I do like active tower defense. And that is all Death Trap is. It takes... Uh, A number of maps uh, that monsters are going to come down. They give you the same uh, Van Helsing flavor of characters. And you set up like different flavors of traps. There's like magic traps. (coughs) Excuse me. Mechanical traps. um, Like elemental traps. You set those up and the monsters come. And you hope your traps kill them. And if they don't, then you have a character that can kill them with your uh, magic or your guns, your swords or whatever. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's not... Super different than than what you might expect, although there is a lot of content. There's tons of different traps. There's tons of different like little things you can tweak little settings uh, and little ads you can put on them. So I think it checks the boxes pretty well, although I was kind of hoping for a little bit more story. There wasn't much story. I was going to
1: ask that actually. Is there like a yeah, is there the campaign and is there like stuff that isn't tower defense?
0: I mean, there is a no, no, it's all tower defense, but there is a campaign. I mean, you are a character and you are on a quest. You have to go through a certain number of maps. So there is a story and there is a beginning, middle, and end, um, but there's not like there's no RPG elements really, other than the fact your character has like a skill tree and stuff. But like you're still just doing the the tower defense maps and stuff. So I mean, I think it's pretty well done. If you're in the mood for an active tower defense, I think it checks the boxes. It's it's not bad. Um, it didn't hold my attention for super long, but I you know like I said, I've already juggling like three other different review games at the time, and I was kind of just dipping into this one just to get a taste for it. So if you want an active tower defense and you want something that's kind of like you know. Got that Transylvania Vampire Hunter sort of flavor, and it looks kind of like a Diablo game, then Death Trap Van Helsing is uh, is perhaps up for you.
1: So that's going to be a hard pass for me. <laughs> Not a fan, huh? Well, uh, by the way, we have got a lot of kind of creepy stuff in the show because Van Helsing, that's that's creepy. Uh, I like the Van Helsing games, and I, I want to give them a shout out again because they're cheap now, probably on every system. I would say if you're jonesing for a Diablo game and Diablo 4 isn't out yet, uh, I give them a try. They're really good. But you can even
0: buy the trilogy. Like, all together on PS4, the remastered trilogy, oh. I think, is being sold as a bundle right now.
1: Wow, that's a great... I'm sure it's a great deal. Okay, so they're really fun, and they will definitely... They're not, like, throwaway games. They're no, like, they're not, no. They're, like, visually pretty damn good, too. So, uh, but I will say, the last one I played, like you said, introduced the active... Uh, what do you call them? Tower, active, active tower defense. Active tower defense, defense. yeah. yeah. And I did not like that. That was like the part I liked least. And the game Ease, what it's an Ease game, Lacrosse, yeah. or whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> I think it's called Ease Lacrosse. Ease Lacrosse would be an amazing fucking Look, game. look it I up though. I that. bet you it's very close to that. I'm not crazy. I, I, <laughs> look up the. Will you Ease do LaCroix. LaCroix? Ease LaCroix. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Ease something, right? In that one, they have a lot of tower defense. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to do that. And other people, yeah, they enjoy that aspect. But for me, I don't want that in my RPG. I don't want that in my Van Helsing game because I think they do a very good job of being a Diablo game. Uh, Is it
0: ease, lacrimosa? Of that's Pana? it. That's okay, it. Okay, lacrimosa. Lacross,
1: um, lacrimosa. You're close.
0: <laughs> it was in the ballpark.
1: It's a hard pass. Yeah. I don't want the. I don't want those. For me specifically, I get flustered wanting to you know check up on everything all the time. I, I, well, it's it's.
0: I mean, I. I find that they can be really stressful. It, it It's a balancing act between overwhelming the player and giving them enough agency to get things done. It's a difficult genre to get right, I think. Um, yeah. But I will say, interestingly, when I was talking to the PR person about um, Death Rap, uh he was saying that was a really, really popular aspect of that particular Van Helsing game. It was so popular, in fact, that they were motivated to spin it off into its own thing. Interesting. So, um, I mean, maybe it's not your bag, but clearly there's a lot of Van Helsing fans out there who thought this was a pretty cool thing. So... If well, you like Active Tower Defense, definitely check this out.
1: Yeah, but I was wondering, because, again, not to bring my work into it, but with, with us, we always, like, listen to the fans uh, for the game I'm working on, Scavengers, um, and, you know, see what they like. And I'm wondering where they got that feedback from with that Van Helsing game, their last Van Helsing game, because, you know, was it in their Discord community? Was it, like, emails? Did they see it in sales somehow? Like, how did they determine... Uh, that that part of the game, you know, was the one that they should spin off. And this is always a trick to get into some like game developer talk for a minute. Um, you gotta be careful. And I, uh, am, um, guilty of this as well to not just listen to the, uh, what's it called the, the minority of yeah the vocal minority, vocal yeah. minority. Right. <clears throat> because they can be very, very loud about it, but it's not everybody.
0: So that's a perfect example. I mean, uh, I'm, you know, actually, I'm glad you brought that up, dude. And that I'm glad you brought that up because uh, total tangent here for a second. Total tangent. We never do that on the show. No. Um, speaking about listening to the vocal majority, uh, have you did you play Spelunky in the first one? Vocal minority. You said vocal majority. Oh, I meant to say vocal. Did I say majority? I meant yeah. to say minority. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, yeah. vocal minority is what I meant to say. Sorry. Yeah. So I did play uh, Spelunky. Yes. Okay so like I played Spelunky, and I didn't really get into it. Did you get into it or no? No,
1: it's not it's not for me but I know why people like it.
0: Right, right, right. Okay, so like I, I have a lot of people in my feed, a lot of friends, a lot of close personal friends who are real big fans of Spelunky, and I know a lot of people like, flipped their shit when they saw that Spelunky 2 was announced. I think it was, like, announced, like, last year or whenever it was first announced. So many people were like, oh, my God, I love Spelunky so much. This is crazy. I'm going to buy this game. I'm going to get into this. like, so hard. And when it finally came out, I didn't even know that Spelunky 2 had come out. Like, it had been out for, like, two weeks. And I still thought it hadn't been released yet because that was how quiet uh, it was on my feed. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, people were losing their minds at a trailer last year and now that it's actually out nobody gives a shit like what happened um i mean and to be fair hades came out and that like ate a lot of its lunch uh but at the same time i was i was talking to some people and they're like yeah it's just more of the same and i'm like ah so i think there's kind of a a discussion going around spelunky 2 right now about why the reception has been i mean i'm sure that it's i'm sure it's doing okay but like it just didn't blow up the way that it did last time and i think people were saying yeah it's just more of the same except harder and it was already hard enough for me last time so instead of it being different or offering something new they're kind of doubling down on what the hardest core fans want and that's exactly what you're saying about listening to the vocal uh, minority right. where where the people who are very vocal perhaps might make up a very small part of your player base and the people who might potentially be customers uh will stay away because you're you're focusing only on the people who are or har- haranguing you about something and you're not looking at the big picture the same thing happened to souls series right like souls started um buying into their own hype about being so hard and about preparing to die and all this shit that they kind of doubled down on it and instead of broadening it and expanding their game design they kind of narrowed it and oh. kind of like like they really like dark souls 3 i think was kind of garbage uh because it was just kind of built for the fans who like dark souls so much but it wasn't a properly well-balanced game well-rounded game so i think that it's a danger for any developer Like you said, when you start listening to the vocal minority, instead of like looking at your whole vision or maybe thinking about new customers, if you just give the vocal people what they want, you're almost guaranteed to fail because those people are not really your entire audience. It's a very small portion, and what they want is very specific. Like you know, I don't think everybody out there wants a game that is exactly like what you just did, but harder. I think very few people want that. I know it's tricky though.
1: It's 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 interesting, but it's also tricky because that vocal minority could also have tons of friends in a whole community that like that same style of game too right i mean that's kind of back to your effect of why people why there's still an audience for dark souls games is because there is that audience that wants to you know get good and make this really hard for me and whatever um but but with spelunky it's different you know and and it is also where you're listening because like i said with our game and i'll be able to talk more about our game when it's actually out um and I won't like take over every episode by doing that, but I think it's it's some really interesting insights uh, to you know game development. But you know we, we listen to social media, and there's lots of different places of social media. So I'm wondering, like again, was Spelunky listening to their in-game survey? Was it they listening to just their Twitter? Like, how do they determine that? Um, and yeah, it is tricky because you can't tell if a vocal minority is a mix of a lot of different types of of audience or if it's just a smaller subset so
0: yeah exactly if all you're listening to are the people on your message boards who are saying i want more of this and more of this and more of this there's probably like a bunch of people who are not taking the time to post on your message boards and who probably want very different things so i mean if you've got if your slice of the audience is enough to support you great but i think that is a real danger to game development is when you're only giving things that the hardcores want oh but wait hold on so the flip side of that real quick because this is a, the, the last uh, segment and now it's a
1: tangent but The flip side is that if you do too much for everybody, then you lose your game. Absolutely. Right. So then you go, you know what? This focal minority really, really likes this thing. And that's what we like. And we've been making it like that. And so let's double down on it because they like it. But then the opposite is go, okay, well, they're not everybody. So let's put in a bunch of stuff that, you know, broadens our game for a, a broader market. But then maybe that bites you in the ass because now you're not even doing, now your style's lost. You know, so it's really interesting. And I I think it will be fun, though, to to talk about it a little bit more when our game is out, because, you know, just like uh, a bunch of other gaming press people who went to uh, development. um, It's a really unique aspect uh, to see in between both sides, you know.
0: Yeah. No one ever said game development is easy. You know, I mean, if I was a developer trying to decide which way to go. I mean, I guess the only thing you can really say is, you know, if you've got a vision, just follow your vision. And I think that will ultimately draw people to you. If you try to do things to make other people happy, I mean, that's kind of a losing proposition, right? I mean, people like what you did in the first place. So maybe stay true to yourself. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I'm not a game developer. What do I know? I'm just oh, sharing. Yeah, but no, experience. you're sharing what?
1: your good thoughts. They're your thoughts. They're real thoughts. Um, I was going to say one more thing on development is that we talked about on this podcast uh many times about the games that i make so because this is episode 200 i thought i'd just give you a quick update um that platformer you're like just put it on
0: switch remember yeah get, yeah, yeah get you're like just get your money girl for your title card and put it on switch
1: yeah um i can't because i was programming in construct and uh nintendo switch plays nicely with unity hmm. when it comes to like porting so if any listeners are out there and can help me get my construct three game to switch <laughs> crowdsourcing crowdsourcing but if not i think i've got to like start over in unity which sucks if i want on the switch
0: if you want on the switch yeah so a little update on that All right. anywho that's the end of this fucking episode right brad that is the end of the show for today the monumental episode 200 um so yeah like carlos said listen after the credits for clips and memories and jokes and songs and hugs and whatever else is coming after the show i have no idea because we haven't done it yet i know i um, don't either
1: by the way so no one knows no but one knows. Don't but don't stop listening after we stop talking don't stop listening but
0: for now the usual spiel you know how this goes we watch your questions we watch your comments and like we said at the top of the show we want to get to know you a little bit better send us uh, information about yourself where you are what games you love favorite moments from the show and if there's any games that we've recommended that you have loved or hated hit us up so video games at gmail.com also on twitter at so video games or you can hit us uh individually carlos where can people contact you this week um
1: yeah i guess just geez oh you know go to my youtube because i'm starting to do more videos on there now so youtube.com slash a lot of things
0: excellent excellent as for me uh, same as always. It's my name, B R A D G A L L A W A Y, on Twitter, on Instagram. And that is going to do it for episode 200. Thank you again for joining us for this episode. And thank you for joining us if you have been listening to all 200 episodes. And if you've been listening in before that, for listening to us uh, on maybe uh Carlos's podcast that I was a, a frequent guest Video on. Video Game maybe,
1: Break in the House.
0: That's right. A lot of fans from that show came over to this show. Also, if you listen to the Game Critics podcast before that, uh so if you've been listening to us for any length of time thank you for listening and especially thank you for listening today uh so we will be back again before you know it i think we're going to try to do another episode before too long i've got a lot to talk about i'm sure carlos does too and we are in fourth quarter madness right now the game releases are hot and heavy so it's going to be heating up so uh we'll see how that goes but in the meantime that's going to do it for this episode this is bye from brad bye from
1: carlos and don't go anywhere because there's going to be some funny clips coming up in quotes funny i haven't picked them yet
0: in quotes funny and here <laughs>
1: we go roll it
0: um all that other stuff aside props to microsoft for su- supporting sexability I, s- I said sexability that is not the right thing. you know what no. it's I a mean,
1: different thing and they might support it who
0: knows? They, they might, I apologize, Microsoft. We're not talking about your sex ability. That's a totally different thing. Let me restate myself. I support their accessibility. And I'm going to get off the topic before I start putting my foot in my mouth again. Carlos, turning it over to you.
1: No, but I can't <laughs> okay. leave that alone. I can't leave that. Just one more thing. The podcast name is, is Sex Ability. That's it. Sexability. Yeah, damn Write it. that okay, down. Right. I thought the weirdest one was in the very beginning, I met a guy who was just staring at his lunch on the floor. Did you see him?
0: Yeah, like he dropped his lunchbox and spilled it on the ground in front of him.
1: And he was just depressed. I was like, wait, buddy. But to the video game-ness again, like there's like codes that you have to find. I don't want, I mean, I don't want to do that. Like, (laughs) yo, where's the code of the piece of paper? Oh, they scrawled it into this one, like on this piece of wood. There was a dead body and some of the blood was a code. Come was not like written on the
0: wall or the floor, or right next to the? On dead the body? floor, right next to his body. Of course it who makes was. a of course coat in was, the blood on yes. the floor? No one is. No <laughs> Naughty one dog. Does that's it. who. That's who. Naughty
1: dog does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if I could build a fucking like alcohol dispensary and that would get more hobos to my island, I would totally do it. And unfortunately, that's not one of the options. So, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be the kind of indie that wants people to like discover your secrets and figure it all out and use your brain to solve the mysteries, fine. But don't let me get myself into a fucked over no win situation after I've put like five hours into your game. Like yeah. that's a waste of waste of time. It's stuff that I couldn't have figured out ahead of time. It's not intuitive. And the only way you find out is by going, fuck, I'm fucked. And what happened? And then I go to GameFAQs and it's like, oh, yeah, don't cut down the hobo trees because the hobos dry up. Well, <laughs> shit, that's where they if live. I, if I had known that, I wouldn't have done it. And I get you know, anyway. OK, yeah. I am.
1: <laughs> I am not a fan of roguelikes. I want to run screaming away from them at every opportunity.
0: That is so funny. I had literally no idea it was a roguelike at all. I I would have steered you away from it if I had known that's what it was.
1: Well, I don't think either of us knew, and that's fine. And there's some really cool positives that I will uh, posit to you. Ooh. That was pretty cute. Wordplay. Uh, A unique blend of classic horde mode base defense game, and arcade top-down run-and-guns, which I've never heard run-and-guns before. Uh, You've never heard run-and-gun before? No, I thought it's like run-and-shoot or gun-and-shoot.
0: Oh, I say run-and-gun all the time. Maybe I'm... Oh, this is the forgetful episode. Oh Maybe I have I heard we gotta, that. we got to take our centrum silver. We need some vitamins in our system right now. I'm calling an Alzheimer's specialist literally right now. Don't move. Games. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> what is, who are what are we?
1: So uh, shout out to Shadow Warrior Two. Beat it, love it. Uh, you should check it out. Also, they made a game called Hard Reset, which I also bought right afterwards because I was so enamored with this game. And what developer. is the name of this company? Oh man, Flying Pig. Shit, that's not right. It is right. It's something like Flying Hog, Flying Wild, Wild
0: Wild Flying Hog, Flying Wild Flying Hog. Maybe that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google. Keep talking. I'm gonna Google, Google it.
1: it. Um, they made another game. Uh, originally called hard reset it's very good and i was very surprised because it's a bit older and uh, i'm really enjoying it it's a first person shooter where you fight robots it's kind of a cyberpunk feel and it's great it's like
0: really good it is Uh, flying wild hog
1: yeah i think i might have guessed
0: that i guess what is uh, so one thing that i didn't like about the original grand theft auto the top down one was combat was kind of iffy and i remembered like dying a lot like do you feel like it's pretty manageable this game like what's the difficulty like
1: oh yeah 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 i think you have to like outwardly like go for something like you're really doing some you know bad shit to get like cops after you um and also i feel like your health is pretty good like you have a health meter and if you eat like any food at all that you find it will like repairs health so i thought that was pretty cool like you would like walking around the woods anywhere or just even the street, you'll find money, you'll find fruit, you'll find just weird shit would be in the world, right? And Just like real life. Yeah, just like real life. You find random fruit on the ground. Um, (laughs) Although sometimes the fruit is rotten, you know, and you can't, it doesn't do...
0: Oh, beggars can't be choosers. It'll still make you feel better to eat, I guess.
1: still eat it, yeah. Because everybody in this game, by the way, has a title above their head, and they're all just like what they're doing. So it's not like Jane or Frank. It's like person who is you know this immoral man one of them was immoral the immoral, yeah, immoral man is pretty good <laughs> oh one of them was man fighting the summer heat <laughs>
0: <laughs> some of these descriptions are pretty i know really, like hilarious dude. it's like funny
1: and and disaster at the same time it's a weird game anyways he was in there sitting in the dark with this other lady and he's and his businessman who came for negotiations and then the power's out so the lady's like there's no negotiations so the first person you talk to to give you a quest, she's an old lady. She says, "Go and fight these monsters over on First Bridge because you're in First Town, and uh, you got to do it because these monsters are melting pe- like a uh, girl's clothes off."
0: And, oh no! And I go,
1: "Oh no! What have what, I, what have I purchased? What have I purchased?" I'm playing Max Payne three right now, and I might binge the whole Walking Day de- uh, Walking. Dead game series? <laughs> nope. Oh wait, did I just say Walking Dame? Because that's you a hilarious game. You said Walking Dame game.
0: series. I think that is that a game or is it a porno? Because it sounds like a porno. No,
1: it's it could be both. Actually, it's a <laughs> it's a sexy video game called Walking Dame. Walking dames, yeah. But because they're just, why would I mean? Of course they walk. Uh, anyways, it is so precise this control that Top Spin and all those games need to like take a cue from this game. Uh, also fun fact, the ball boys in this game actually run over and get the ball. Most modern tennis games, the ball boys don't move. Pr- fun fact for you go, <laughs> go watch any tennis game and the ball boys don't move. And I was actually a, a tester on topspin and I was like, Hey guys, why is the ball boys not moving? Isn't the job to like, go get the ball. And they were like, oh yeah, we, we started animating animate him and we ran into too many problems with physics or something. And I'm like, wait, so they're just gonna sit there? That's and, weird. And look, mark my word. Go to any modern tennis game. mo, I would say, all of the tennis uh, ball
0: boys are just sitting there. I mean, the real question is, can you hit the ball boy with your ball? I think you can in world in this game. That would be that would be what I would want. I would want to be able to like whack that ball and knock that kid out.
1: You have a light attack, a strong attack, and later on, magic and and helper units. Right in the beginning, it's just light attack, strong attack. And you have a dodge button. But the dodge has a cooldown. The strong attack has a cooldown. And the cooldown doesn't just include not being able to hit it again. But the cooldown means you can't move your character.
0: I thought you were going to say the cooldown has a cooldown. That was I was oh, waiting nice. for that. <laughs> I like how you were laughing before I finished.
1: Yeah. Oh my god! But the but Brad the cooldown has a cooldown, and that cooldown <laughs> has
0: a cooldown. It's, it's like cooldown inception. But
1: you're not wrong because guess what happens when you swing your strong attack? It has a cooldown. But yeah, you can't move your
0: character. So like I ended up going to bed at like five thirty in the morning because I was like, oh my god. I'm doing it right now. I I know right. Like I'm doing it. I gotta get it. I'm gonna do it right now. I don't fucking care. I don't care. I'm make some coffee. I'm gonna do some fucking speed. I'm gonna stay up all night long. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm gonna finish the fucking quest. Um, so, I'm looking forward to a redesigned controller. I think it, I mean, honestly, I just straight up think it looks better because I think the X- Xbox One has always looked like garbage. I have the original OG model and it's so fucking big, dude. I have it oh, sitting yeah. on a box because it doesn't fit anywhere.
1: You can kill a man with that.
0: You can literally kill a man with that. It doesn't fit inside my entertainment center, it doesn't fit anywhere. And so, I have it on a box next to my TV because I just I have a, my box on a box because I can't fucking fit it anywhere.
1: Yeah. And so, I was like, wait, I don't want to go through. At this, the game just started, and I was like, I don't want to search. It was like a search bar. Search, right. for, for, search for a word. You don't know what word, so search. Go ahead. We'll give you one. Now search for other words. And I was like, no. And then as soon as you search for a word, if you remember in her story, it's the same mechanic where you bring up a video, but that video could be any place on the timeline of yes. the story. Yes, yes, And I was like, oh, that person has a different like outfit on. I don't want to play this game, (laughs) Uh, kind of a throwback. But Pong back in the day in the 70s and later on when I was born and we we were born in the 80s was still around. And in the early days, it was an actual arcade cabinet with two kind of, um, what are they called? Not rollers. um, Like paddles. paddles, Paddles, yeah, which are those things where you kind of you know, kids don't even know paddles.
0: No, kids don't even know what paddles are, dude. You got, what is a paddle, Carlos?
1: Yeah, a paddle's like a circle that you can turn, like a knob. It's a knob. It's yeah, like it's a, a big, big fu- knob.
0: <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. What is a knob, Carlos? Because <laughs> nice. they don't have knobs anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah. Everything's a button. Everything's touchscreen, Carlos. Everything's touchscreen. Carlos, days. tell us about the past. Well, kids, gather around the fire. That was, a, it was It was an old, snowy day. For some reason, it was old as well, because <laughs> okay. it was the olden times.